Welcome, everyone, all of you, to another Drunk Friend podcast. This is episode number 117. My name is Alex, and it's my name is not Trav. Trav is off this week. He's off in the Bahamas or something. I don't know. But, um, uh, you know, I I, I was I, I brought in my, uh, my our, our guest host here, uh, Seth, who we've 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 gotten to know in the past a little bit. You might know him better as Captain, the Captain, Captain Drachma. He's really into Enter the Gungeon. <laughs> and but we're, we 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 just got really into this conversation about you know we can't come to a consensus who is the fourth best quarterback in Atlanta Falcons history and you keep saying it's Chris Chandler I'm saying it's Steve Barkowski I think this is ridiculous I think you're way out of line I mean Chris Chandler took down the 98 Minnesota Vikings, Alex. Well, any anybody could have done that. That <laughs> defense was paper thin, and Dennis Green chokes in big games. Let's be honest; he 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 choked in big games. But still, Steve Bartkowski. We're talking nineteen seventies Atlanta Falcons. He carried those teams to those eight and eight records. He 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 really got you know got that team in place guys, uh, to to, guys. to 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 get into a uh, who's wait. Who's that? Who's talking? Oh Who's that? Oh my god, nobody wants to hear about the Atlanta Falcons fourth best quarterback. Are you kidding me? Oh my god. Here, I'm going to pivot you boys real fast. And I'm let's oh. talk about some what people really want to hear. Yeah. Star Trek. Huh? Oh, yes. <laughs> You're exactly right. Nerd. Star Trek. Let's <laughs> let's let's go. <laughs> let's let's do this right now. Okay, so you for context here, folks, Petey, this is Petey, uh, please listen to the Point and Drink Adventure podcast with where she talks with Pam about all sorts of media and stuff, but you just finished Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I watched that show as a kid with my parents who are big Trekkies, and what did you think? Give me your thoughts. My thoughts, my emotions, my feels, it's the greatest thing <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. What do you mean? It's amazing i can't believe i went through my whole life without watching it at least you got to experience it as a child me this is fresh new 38 year old me going through 38 years of my life without this god i haven't lived <laughs> okay so we're gonna have to get a breakdown here we're gonna have to get a little specific we're, we're gonna need like a uh your mount rushmore of deep space nine characters who are you going oh with? no this is terrible <laughs> okay well <laughs> i can i i know two characters we can mm -hmm. start with them yeah uh we're going war wharf and dax Worf and Jedzia Dex, yes. Or Jedzia Dex, yeah. I should be yes. more specific. You yeah. gotta be more specific with Dax because Dax has yes. eight other people that they have and another yeah, character yeah. later, so ha ha ha. And also, if, for anybody who's listening, this is like totally gonna have spoilers. So if you have not oh, seen yeah, Deep yeah, Space yeah. Nine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time spoilers. Skip yeah. ahead if you plan on watching DS9. Um, so yeah, Jedzia, she gets killed 
Like, mm-hmm. what, what are, are, are you like, what, what's, what's your status at that point? Give me a status update. Okay. So Worf and Jadzia are my favorite couple of all time, probably. Yeah. They are yeah. amazing. Worf is made the show so much better whenever he made his appearance at season four. And then Jadzia, who was played by Terry something. I'm really bad Terry with names. Farrell. Terry Farrell, who's gorgeous, by the way, just like an absolute mm-hmm. fox. And yep. she gets killed off because in the sixth season, because her, her contract doesn't get renewed for the seventh. So get, she gets killed off by Gul Dukat, who is also surprisingly one of a very sexy villain. Everybody is sexy in the show. Also reason why you should watch this show. Everybody is so goddamn beautiful and sexy. It just... Mm. Even Quark. Quark is hot. Quark dresses up as a woman at one point. Oh my he God. It's he gets in drag and I loved it. <laughs> He marries a Klingon at one point. It's a great oh, episode. That's a great episode, <laughs> you imagine that? too. Worf was like, I must marry this woman. And then Quark is like, hey, honey, how was my old ex? And it's like, what? <laughs> Captain has no idea what we're talking about. I have right not watched a second of Star Trek ever in my life. <laughs> so you're perfect for this conversation, <laughs> yeah, yes. got lots of you got lots of hot takes. I, I do. But... But Petey, I need to know your reaction uh, on the the how the show ended. Um, I want to hear your thoughts first, and then I, I'll 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 spew fire everywhere. Okay, so the show ends after season seven. Obviously, they have like a ten episode arc where they pretty much it's like a three hour long movie. Wait, that's a normal movie, like a four hour long movie, <laughs> <laughs> and it's pretty much the end of the Dominion War and how that resolves for people who watch DS9. And pretty much the end of the show, I, all right, I'm a little upset. One, because Odo and Kira, who are my second best couple, I was not mad that Odo and Kira end up together because I think they're like their one true love. And Odo decides, Odo has a cure that will end the Dominion War pretty much. And he has to go back to the link. So as a changeling, he's part of the link and he has to go back into this big pool of water to his other changeling people and cure them. Mm -hmm. And the only way to cure him is just to go dip in the water. What I'm most upset about is why does he have to go and stay there? Like, can't you just dip your toes in (laughs) then come back out and come back with Kira? No, you can't. He's like, I gotta go help them. I'm like, no, you don't, bitch. Go back to your one true love. God. You missed your calling as a critic, Petey. (laughs) Yeah, uh, that was great. That was great stuff. Um, and I'm with you on that, but that's not even what I'm upset about. What are you upset, I'm upset about? That? <laughs> I'm upset about like okay, so there's this big dramatic scene. This is it. The Cisco has finally reached like the wormhole alien maximum thing or whatever. Oh like, yes, he, he's this makes the, me upset. and then okay. he when he when he decides to like visit one final person, he visits Cassidy. Yeah. Don't visit Wh- your why? girlfriend. Visit your son. Don't visit her. <laughs> Who the hell is she? Visit your damn son. Uh-huh. God, uh-huh. I'm still mad about that. I get mad about it all over again when I when I think about it because it's just like the whole show is about Jake and 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 Ben and like ha- that that episode where they're like in that sail ship together and they get stranded. Uh-huh. Like that's one of my favorite episodes because it's just father and son stuff uh-huh. and it's. And the and the, the the episode where Jake flashes forward and uh, oh, he's the an visitor. author. Oh my god! Yes, 
I've never. Yes, that's another Ooh, I've never amazing cried. episode. But you decide to end the show with Cassidy. Mm-mm. Really? That's what you want to do? Well, that's just not going to cut it for me. <laughs> that, that wasn't good enough. Yeah, I agree on that aspect. Absolutely. They de- he definitely yeah. has more connections. And even like th- those two characters have so much more chemistry just in general than Cassidy and Cisco. Like they were like, oh, I'm a couple. And it's like, yeah, they're all right. But like the oh, love he showed to Jake was just like so yeah. real. Oh, don't don't get me wrong. Cassidy's a good character yeah. and she's a cool gal. But that final scene needs to be for Jake. Mm-hmm. It's got to be for Jake. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Got to be. Absolutely. But I agree. Any other thoughts? Um, what What do you think of Ron becoming Grand Nagus? I thought that I did not see that coming the first time I saw it. So I was like over the moon when that happened. Ron has the best character arc, I think. In, in and <laughs> he this really show. does. He starts off as this barback who's just like, okay, brother, okay, I'll do my best. To <laughs> going into like being an engineer and trying his best. He's, oh. <laughs> yes, he's he's like the be- he's like an NPC that you meet in the first village, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, look at this cute little guy, and then he becomes <laughs> like a character that like becomes like the big the big bad basically. It's freaking cool. Yeah, I'd love Rom. I was not expecting him to become yeah. Grand Nagus. I thought it was yeah. funny that they thought um that they thought Quark was going to be or Quark thought he was going to be. He's like, I'm going to be Nagus, and it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then Rom doubles down by having an absolutely smoking hot wife. Oh, which of course, my God, of course he does because it's Deep Space Nine and everyone's hot as hell. I mean, Keith, she is just smoking hot. Smoke show, yeah. But uh, what? What? Um, who else was the? uh, What was the other? Oh, Demar. The way Demar comes from like being a like drunk loser who just like doesn't care mm-hmm. and then he's like you know what i'm gonna turn this thing around like that that's like goosebumps every time yeah goosebumps that speech he gives where he's like resist yeah like every single time i get oh i love i love his character arc too it's awesome yeah the way he starts off he even like kills golducott's daughter um Forgetting oh, her brutal name. forgetting her name of course because i'm terrible with names um uh j- oh yeah it's, it's zial zial it yes uh kills zial in golducott's arms which pretty much is the catalyst of Dol- golducott turning yes. into space that's so funny my friend calls him space satan but yeah space hitler works too i mean he goes golducott is great because he you he's a great bad guy the way he plays him too because he's so charismatic we'll, we'll talk about golducott in a second but damar is amazing because he goes from killing golducott's daughter and then becoming the leader of the Carda- leader of the cardassians but really just a puppet for the dominion and then he's like no screw this i need yeah this this sucks all they're gonna do is make my life suck i'm gonna resist and yeah he and then all when he dies oh god oh, and then there's there's all the parallels there with um the cardassians understanding what the bajorans felt mm-hmm. during the occupation all that like subtext going on like it's just really well it's a really thoughtful show really well written show mm. um and it's also a very horribly dark and depressing show 
like the the episode where <laughs> O'Brien goes through an entire life sentence in his head. Oh my god! In a period of like five minutes, he spends thirty years in solitary confinement, except for with this other dude, and goes absolutely insane. But he's fine. He O'Brien has oh, like, yeah. the worst, <laughs> uh, the absolute worst. Everybody we have to shit on O'Brien episodes are the absolute worst. This man has gone through hell and back. Not only because they shit on him, but he's also married to Kiko Keiko, who is. Crazy oh. bitch, anyways. But <laughs> no, but she, again, we're talking smoke show. Like I, oh, she's I am smoke a show. big smoke fan show. of Keiko. <laughs> mm. Like no, like yeah, she. But she is a little out there. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it, oh, there. Me and my friend were talking about starting a metal band called God Hates O'Brien <laughs> because and and just doing nothing but like Star Trek music and like metal because God hates O'Brien. He puts him through the worst stuff. Mm-hmm. Poor O'Brien, man. Poor O'Brien. And it, even then. If you go back to Next Generation, he's like just by himself in the transporter room all day. It's like, poor guy. Poor guy. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. O'Brien's amazing. Captain. <laughs> Captain, what do you got? You got you got hot takes here? You, they're, they're, they're brewing, aren't they? I I assume that Kim, Courtney, and Chloe are in this, right? The, the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> we set them up and you knock them down, my friend. <laughs> That, that's, that that's is well about done. that is about all I caught in the last ten minutes. <laughs> but you know, I I, I do want to you you PD you gave Gold Ducat a shout out. I want to say when I was a kid and I heard that there was an X Men movie being made, I hoped so badly that the guy who played Gold Ducat, Mark Alamino, was going to play Magneto. I thought he would be a oh. perfect. Magneto when I was a kid I was like get this guy to play him like right now he's got the voice he's got the presence Mm. like he's perfect like what do you like that guy that actor like he's in Tango and Cash as a bad guy like he's done lots of like roles as like a character actor and that's like his biggest thing but you called it, man. He he deserves some dap right there. Oh, absolutely. He he. I yeah. love him. Uh, he the, as the actor. I was funny. It was the other day. I was watching Naked Gun thirty three and a half, the final insult, and he makes a cameo <laughs> as parents in that. <laughs> oh, does he really? Yeah. Oh man, he'll show you a That's screenshot. Great. He where he's a trucker, and his hat. He's wearing this trucker hat with like big old boobs on the. Hat. <laughs> it's so good but he's so evil but so charismatic at the same time so you're like do i hate him oh yeah i think i hate him but i don't hate him there's <laughs> there's there's a reason that his character works so well it's because he clearly believes what he's saying mm-hmm. like he's he's nuts but he believes all of it and yeah. You know, like, and that gives him the, like, the confidence to command other people and it rubs off. Hey, Space Hitler. And it's, it, <laughs> Space Hitler, there you go, exactly. And it, it's, it's, it's always fascinating when he becomes a good guy for a brief period of time. Yeah. Um, because he, that's, that was really cool where I was actually rooting for Gold Ducat. And he was fun to root for. He's one of those bad guys where it's like, oh, cool. He's on, he's on our side now, but, but yeah. If so, let, let's close on this. If you had to pick like your single favorite episode, <gasps> like if you just had to pick one that really, st- like when you think when you think back on Deep Space Nine, the first episode you think of is what? Oh man! All right, take me to the Hollow Suite, <laughs> which is the, the best, baseball the one, the baseball episode, which is the. Be- <laughs> I, I even bought the Niners shirt, so I bought a Niners baseball tee. Oh no way! Yeah, that's I did. awesome. I did. It was, yeah, I love it. Oh, so, that's yeah. great. It's an episode where um, the entire cast. <laughs> 
is they're just like on uh, on Deep Space Nine and the Romulans, um, co- a Romulan ship comes on board and they're like, we have to spend like three weeks here. So since we have to spend three weeks and we're Romulans and we like competition, we're going to challenge you to some uh, <laughs> to something because we're better than you, which Romulans in this world are physically better mentally. You know, they're just a superior beings overall, like yeah, stronger yeah. than humans. And that pisses Cisco off to all no holy end. So the Romulans decide, like, we're going to play your game to show that we're better. We're going to play you a game of baseball. So they go to the hollow suite. They have practice. And <laughs> they suck so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Worf is like, this this death to the opposition. <laughs> yeah. It was so, it's so good. It's a feel-good rep episode for sure. <laughs> there, there's a there's a scene where it's like <laughs> I think he missed home plate and Worf is like find him and kill him <laughs> it's so Great. good but fun fact if you didn't know Rom yeah Rom plays the character one of the um uh Ferengi he um who we talked about he actually pay, played minor league baseball so he does everything left-handed oh. in that episode because he was too good at doing everything normal so because he plays at, he's like the worst player on the team in the episode but he's actually really good <laughs> no way that's yeah. that is interesting wow minor leagues yeah he was in the minor leagues for a bit Don't before be he went into acting so i was like that's fun <laughs> <laughs> so some guy out there gets to say he struck out rom or he gave up a home run to rom mm. that's pretty cool mm. <laughs> what's your favorite episode it's i don't know the name of it i just know it's in the middle of the dominion war you're gonna know what i'm talking about yep. it's the one where cisco is recording by himself in his own quarters under pale moonlight and he tried Oh, that's what it's called. Yeah. And it's, it's a fake. Mm-hmm. And I was like white knuckling the whole episode, like, just like, oh my God, what, what's going to happen? And then the perfect ending where he's just like, delete that entry. Oh, that's such great writing. Yeah. That episode is really just a masterclass of acting, I think, like, because it's just and a nothing but a too. monologue yes, the for whole everybody. Time. Mm-hmm. Garrick is amazing in that episode, especially the fight scene. And they're like, yeah, you need me because I do this kind of shady stuff for you. Yeah. Oh, that's such a great episode. I love that's my favorite. That's that's my favorite by far. Captain, what's your favorite? Uh, the, the third one. <laughs> <laughs> I will say the first season has some goofy ass episodes like the, ch- the what is it? The, like the hopscotch one where they're like, oh, Alamarine, something, something, something. Da, 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 da. And they're all singing, and it's like, what the hell am I watching right now? Yeah, they're like in a, it's like an escape room episode, almost like they're like have to escape. It, it, it really is, yeah. Things. Yeah. Now that you mention it, yeah. So but, I, I just, I just looked this up. There are a hundred and seventy-six episodes. Yeah. Yes. And you, that's, and that's not enough. <laughs> How long did that take you to get through, Petey? I feel like you just started watching it. Uh, it probably took me two months. Wow. Well, I mean, I guess that it's not. That's usually how long it takes me to get through it, too. Yeah, it, it sounds about right. If you do like there's some episodes where you, you just do one a night, but then there's some where you're like hitting four or five mm-hmm. in a row just because you can't you, you need you need that hit. You need that that Star Trek high. Yeah. You need that Cisco high. I need more wharf in my life. <laughs> Chronologically or 
I'm maybe not like in Star Trek universe, but how many Star Treks had come out before Deep Space Nine? Okay. Original series, yeah. And then uh, TNG. Um, Voyager came out in the middle. Like, so this came out during TNG, uh, a little bit towards oh, yep. the end. And then Voyager. So there's a lot of overlap. There's a lot oh, of overlap. Okay. Voyager also came out after this started. And then that was it at the time, wasn't it? I mean, the movies were treated as their own separate thing, too. Right. Um, kind of because there was the original series and then the original series kind of continued on to into the movie mm-hmm. franchise. And then Next Generation started in 87. Deep Space Nine started in 93, something like that. And then Voyager started like two years later. And there was just like there were three Star Trek shows on TV at one point, mm-hmm. which is just kind of ridiculous. <laughs> but it shows how popular it was at that time. Yeah. But um, I wanted to ask you, Petey, um. Are you good? Are you planning on checking out Voyager? I am. I'm debating whether to do that next or to do the original series next because I still haven't done the original series. So I'm debating right now. What do you the think? The original series is, is is interesting in that it's clearly a 1960s show that is just <laughs> kind of, you know. Some episodes are just like, yeah, this looks good enough, I guess. You know, <laughs> like they're clearly just like thrown together. Mm-hmm. Um, some some of the stories are just freaking ridiculous. Um, but there's some great, great moments in there too. So I'm interested to see what you think of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to bring up Voyager though very quickly because Voyager is all over the map. Like there are some really, really good episodes, but man, that show has it is not worth watching every Voyager episode. It's not worth it. There's there's too many clunkers. But mm, cool. interest uh, interested to see uh hear your hot takes though moving forward. Yeah, unfortunately I don't have any hot takes much for DS9 because it's the perfect it's the perfect series. I mean, sure there are some yeah. episodes that, you know, are not as good or whatever or but it, the highs are so high, the lows don't even mm-hmm. exist in my brain anymore. Like I just don't even remember them because it's so great. Yeah, l- <laughs> like you said, w- once like season four or five, I think you're you hit it right there. Once that starts, then then it's just like you you have a hard time like stopping. Yeah, like, you just keep watching every episode. <laughs> yeah, because it's so good. So but good. um, thank you for taking the time to stop by though. Appreciate you. Talk about Trek. Are and, you kidding me? I'm always here for Trek. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I this was like a last second thing. I was like, you know what? I bet Petey's around, and I bet she's dying to talk about some, some DS, some Worf, and some Jadzia. Oh, real quick, were you mad at the Jadzia replacement at all? Because I, I kind of still am. She. So Ezri Dax is the next one after Jadzia, and she is just so different than Jadzia because she's like mousy and insecure about herself. She didn't get the training that was apparently it does to get a trill to get a a symbiotic into your tummy. So that's what like a Dax is. It's just their trill and and such. So I didn't like her at first as much, but then she kind of grew on me after a while, especially the best is. Because Worf was married to Jadzia and that she she died. And so there's a big conflict with him. He's like, what do I do with this new person who has all yeah. of the memories of my wife who is dead? That's so right. It's like, my wife is there, but it's not her. So like, and it's kind of taboo to try to, right. you know, go back to the exes of the former host. 
So the best, I think, though, their turning point for me is when Esri and Worf had sex and then they realized, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you phrased that perfectly. Oh, yeah, this is not working no. at all. Mm-mm. Like, hell no. But then they're no. best friends. It's like you can be best yeah, friends after sex. Yeah. It's like, I love that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not that you mention it. I didn't even think of it that way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's totally true. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, I had to get your opinion on on Esri because I was I was so like just I was doing the thing when I was a kid where I was basically doing the mental version of just crossing my arms and shaking my head and saying you're not Jedzia. No. Like you're (laughs) like I was just mad that Jedzia was gone. But uh, it's it's I'm I'm biased there obviously. But anyway, thank you so much, Petey, for taking the time to talk some trek with us very very briefly um uh let us know you, drop by again <laughs> especially when the captain's around he's clearly I'm, clearly knows his stuff when it comes to trek yeah. riveting stuff yeah <laughs> anytime but, i'm always happy to talk about trek <laughs> right on honestly though before you go pd we did have an email that references oh. you we should <gasps> we should ask oh. at least that question before before pd sure number seven Alex, I don't know if somebody you references say it or I'll me. Say. Oh my god, I feel yeah. so popular. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, we got an email from Blake who's asking us like a huge list of questions here god. about what would we rather do. Yes. And his question is: Would we rather eat a burger from Burger Champ or drink a cocktail by Petey? <gasps> yeah. What would you What would you rather have? Because I know my answer. <laughs> okay, well, specifically a burger though from Burger Champ. Because here's what uh, here's where I. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's got to be Valley Chicken. Right. That's Blake what I'm saying. Know. Yeah. 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 Blake, yeah. Blake doesn't know though. So it, it, the answer is obviously a cocktail by PD. Uh, number one because they're freaking awesome, and number two because, while I'm sure Burger cooks a hell of a burger, it's all about the Valley Chicken. Oh yeah. Yes. And Burger's Chili is also amazing. Yes, very much so. Very much so. I have yet to but, have a bad meal from that man. So no, exactly. <laughs> that guy knows what he's doing. Mm. That's for damn sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fantastic. Love Burger. My choice is obviously Burger because I can have my cocktail any freaking time I would want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nicely done. Nicely done. Perfect. All right. Thanks so much, Petey. Uh, have a great rest of your evening. Thanks, guys. Bye. Do you like pulling DVDs of varying degrees of stickiness from a bin and then watching them? Well, of course you don't. That's why you should leave it to the professionals, me, Kevin, and my old pal, Trav, as we pull your favorite movies from the mysterious Uncle Doug's DVD bin. Sure, you can get the movie plot anywhere, but we give you some juicy facts and heck, we even make the occasional yuck em up <laughs> All of Season 1 is streaming on the podcast platform of your choice right now. And Season 2, well, guys, it is dropping right now every two weeks. So what are you waiting for? Go on the mysterious movie voyage that is Uncle Doug's DVD bin. And just like our Uncle Doug always says, Roads? <laughs> Where we're going, we don't need roads. All right, that was Petey, and she was part of our charity stream that uh, we, uh, we as in Polymedia, were doing uh, over this past weekend. 
It was a 24-hour stream um, that featured her and uh, her friend Pam, who you may not, who you may know as cannot be tamed. Uh, they really raked it in during their yeah. hour. I heard. Yes. They they really they 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 kicked ass. Um, they uh chatted, had some wine. They talk movies. They talk games. They talk TV. They talk everything. So check them out anytime you can, any way you can. Next year, I don't know about you, Captain. Uh, Captain, by the way, uh, did his usual thing with Enter the Gungeon. Yeah. He's he's chatting. He's showing off some boots too, and showing off some Crocs. Yeah. Maybe one of these days you'll have some Croc boots. Honestly, I have to get the Croc boots for next year. I think it would be now. Yeah. Now that people now that the Crocs are canon, I have to combine the two. <laughs> yeah, it's it's people would be disappointed. I mean, it's it's it, it, you've built up all this hype, but uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah we you were part of the stream. You you played Enter the Gungeon. I was part of the stream. I did random stuff, but I tell you, I've already thought of my idea. For next year, what do you think? And let well, let me let me tell you what it is. I want your I want your honest opinion. I'm, it's called bad games for worse impressions. Okay. So I'm gonna play some bad games. I'm talking like all the games that piss me off, like Bill Ambeer's Combat Basketball, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Paperboy Two. I hate that game for some reason. Uh, James Bond Junior. Uh, just uh, Space Ace. All the really bad Super Nintendo games out there. A pit fighter, pit fighter's <laughs> terrible. Um, and then uh, as I play them, I, I can do a play-by-play as Macho Man, as James Hetfield, <laughs> as Harry Carey, any one of my really bad impressions. Yeah, I will do that. So, what do you think? Is I, that is that going to work? I love it. I think it'll be hilarious. And I think everybody that listens to this, like, it'll be a very nice crossover, right? Because you do a lot of those impressions on this show, but also yeah. you badmouth those games on youtube honestly what you should do is get to the shop in secret of evermore and just walk around bitching the entire time oh no oh my god no i can't do uh i mean if it's for a good cause yeah. i guess i can but seriously i it's it's the fact that it's like there's no music it's like just that like white noise rabble rabbling sound like people talking yes, yeah. and you just walk around and it's like oh you can trade three of these for three of that <laughs> and you go to a different booth and it's like there's three of these other things and nothing makes sense and you have to it's impossible to keep track of yeah and it's like oh don't get me started i, I you you triggered me. What can I say? <laughs> yeah. Well, when you said when you, I mean, honestly, most of the games you named earlier are actually fairly bad games. And I think most people, you know, there are some different opinions on Secret of Evermore, I suppose. But I know that canonically you hate it. So or don't like it as I much as I don't like it as much as the rest in its so-called series, I suppose. Yeah, it's I don't I'm not a huge fan of it, but I do, you know, as, being as someone that has played like a million RPGs at this point. Right. I really appreciate it for being something totally different, but otherwise I, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't play that. You know, I'll play it for charity. You know, that's, <laughs> that's like the best backhanded compliment I can give it. But what that was my idea though, for, for next year. That's, that's kind of what I want to do. I can do, I, I, I can do Atu and I, I don't know what other voices I can do. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll come up with some, and come up with something that 
that I can do. Uh, you got you got Harry Carey, you got Hetfield, you got Otto, you got Tom Waits, you got well actually got Tom Waits. <laughs> right, I forgot about Tom Waits. <laughs> well, Bernice was putting the chairs up on the table. <laughs> And then some guy comes in and says, anybody got any jumper cable? <laughs> uh, you could do, now we all know you can do Beavis. So that would be funny. Oh, shit. I forgot. About it. See, I used to not be able to do Beavis uh, because I went through puberty. Like before, like when I was 12, I could do a really good Beavis. But then I lost it. But I don't know. Does this sound like Beavis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just that laugh. I think a lot of people struggle <laughs> with that laugh. Like, that is something else. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> no way. Yep. Hey, butthead. <laughs> I like doing butthead myself, though. Uh, no. Like, I don't know. I, I used to do a good butthead, too. But, yeah. But anyway, that's my idea. I want to do... Uh, play some bad games for some even worse impressions. So that is the plan. That'll be fun. But anyway, that's to guilt all of you listening that did not check out our charity stream, 24-hour charity stream to benefit the Bit by Bit Foundation. Um, You can find some of those videos, though, on the Polymedia Twitch page. I believe it's just twitch.tv slash polymedia. And you should be able to see some videos on demand at that point. Yeah, I think they end up coming down within two weeks of us streaming, but I believe they're supposed to be getting posted on the Polymedia YouTube channel, I think, so that they are forever available to be viewed. So that'll be cool. So search Polymedia on YouTube just to be sure if you want to check it out, and they'll be on there as well. Um, that's if you're like listening to this, like, you know how you get some people that binge listen to podcasts, yeah. like it's like, hello from the year 2035, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> go search polymedia on YouTube if it still exists, uh, to find that. But, um, let's read some emails here. Let's do it. Uh, do you want to do this first one here for, uh, let's continue this email from Blake. Yeah. Uh, if you want to read this one. Yeah. Yeah. Blake says, Hey, drunk friends. Here's some random non-gaming questions for you nerds to discuss. We all eagerly await your thoughts. So it is a list of would you rather. And we already talked with Petey about the Petey and Burger Champ question. So the rest of these are less focused on specific people. But uh, starts off somewhat somewhat tame. Would you rather have a stubbed toe or a paper cut? What would you rather have? Uh, paper cut. Oh, Stubbed e- toe is... Yeah. Pain in the ass. Easily paper cut. Like paper cuts like, ouch, you know, but then you kind of move yeah. on with your day. It's a little annoying. Yeah. Maybe, maybe put some Neosporin on it, throw a bandaid on there. But stub toe is like potentially life ruining. The reason I have <laughs> my Crocs is because I stubbed my pinky toe so bad on like a corner of a door one day, just walking Ooh. around my house. I swear I thought I broke my foot. Because I was just, you know, you don't realize how how hard you kick your feet out until, like, just walking, yeah. until you just smoke it on something that you were not intending to. I'm like, I need to, like, get something to protect yeah. my feet <laughs> from myself. Dude, I I hear you on that 100% because I have wide feet. Yeah. So I'm always stubbing my pinky toe on everything. And uh, um, one time I cracked the, the toenail in half. Ugh. And I don't... I don't think that other half even grew back. So there's, there's a fun visual for you. But yeah, I'm with you on that. So, stubbing your toe freaking sucks. 
Um, yeah. A paper cut is just like, oh, it stings for two seconds. Yeah. You know, it'll it'll yeah. go away in a day and you'll be good to go. But uh, yeah. All right. Next one here. Would you rather live in a van the rest of your life or live on a small island you can never leave for the rest of your life? It's kind of a for me, it's kind of a strange question, because if I'm going small island, like, yeah, it's probably nice and tropical. And I mean, hopefully it's not hurricane in the way of a hurricane some of the time. But <laughs> the van is just like that just actually sounds fun. If it sounds like a carefree lifestyle, like it's kind of easy for me. I, I would I would 100 percent go van all day. Yeah, when it comes when it comes to the van, it's like, yeah, I can drive that. I can if I if I'm forced to live in a van, then I can either stay where I am and just, you know, okay, this is where I live or <laughs> I can just drive wherever I need to go and plus I can I can always do that like ballpark tour I've always dreamed of where I can drive down the West Coast and go to like the Giants ballpark, whatever that's called called now and you know, down to Dodger Stadium and you know, start up in like Seattle. Like that sounds way better than just being stuck on an island somewhere. You you say that I was actually, uh, this is kind of a tangent, but you said the ballpark thing, but I was actually on a work trip a couple weeks ago and talking to my boss and he's got a really cool uncle. It sounds like where every year or two, rather than like they, his uncle's almost like a father figure for him. So Rather than them go like on a trip or something as a family, his uncle will spend so much money and they will go on like a ballpark tour. They'll just like fly out to one part of the country and then for seven straight days, they will go to a different ball game. Oh, man, I have dreamed of doing that. That is awesome. It sounds awesome. Like I'm not a massive baseball fan, but I it, it only really... I, I, I will say it could work for hockey. I think it would be really fun for hockey. Too. Oh, hell yeah. You know, definitely go to the yeah. West Coast and just, you know, go to Vegas. Like that would be amazing. It just sounds so much fun. Specifically for hockey, it would be the fans. Yeah. Like especially for, for fans of franchises that have sucked for a really long yeah. time. Like, yeah. like Vancouver. Like, can you imagine talking to the like season ticket holders like in the, you know, down in the lower bowl at, at, at the Vancouver arena? Yeah. The, they're probably just like bitter and got stories for days. I love talking to those people. I've been to, um, I used to love to go to Miller Park um, because my only other option uh, back in the day was the Metrodome for the Twins. And that gets old. You want to see like a real ballpark <laughs> after a while. So right. I would make the drive to Milwaukee sometimes by myself just because I wanted to just see a good ball game or see, you know, a certain player like if Pools was playing over there or something or yeah. Griffey or whoever I'd drive over. I would go down sometimes. Uh, not sometimes. I only did it once really, but <laughs> I would go down and uh just talk, you know, just just see who felt like chatting about the Brewers, you know, like I I'd, I'd find these <laughs> old dudes that are clearly just there just because there's nothing else to do because the Brewers freaking suck. This is like before they had Prince Fielder. Yeah. This is like mid mid two thousands Brewers. They were nothing, right? So I, I I go down and talk to the diehards, and they're talking about like they're dropping names like Gorman Thomas, and you know <laughs> they're telling Robin Yount stories and stuff. And it's like, oh man, this is awesome! Like these guys are great. They're like five beers in. It's like the third inning. You know, it's it's it's, it's such a good time to just like go to those that those types of environments because those guys are in their element. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're they're comfortable. They're t- they're telling stories. They're at a game. So that, that's a very long way of saying I would take the van. <laughs> Somehow 
deciding between <laughs> a van and a smile and got us to name sports guys. So that's, that's awesome. <laughs> All right. Number three here. Would you rather relive 1994 knowing what you know now or experience 2054 for one week? That's like ridiculously easy for me. I would go back to 94. I would want to be in 94 as me, though. Like, I don't want to be three years old in 94 because that would be kind of stupid. Like, I want to go back. I want to go to the bank. I want to get a couple grand in the oldest bills they have. And then head back to 1994 <laughs> and just Smart. buy video games at Toys R Us that are on sale. <laughs> like that, that uh, uh, knowing what we know now, that would be amazing. That'd be so cool. Dude, 94, the specific to 94 too. Like that was when like, yeah. you had Mega Man X, Super Metroid right. was just out, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Mortal Kombat 2, like... Like, just, like, the best time to be into video games, really. Yeah. So I would be on the lookout yeah. for either a used or deep discounted Turbo Graphics or something like that. Something that yeah. is just impossible to find now, you know. Yeah. Or a Sega CD. Yes. Or something like that. That was probably still pretty expensive at 94, but you never know. Yeah. But, uh... So I'm guessing you're saying 94 too, huh? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going 94. Uh, what's with this next question? Would you rather wear a butt plug for a full day or get punched by Mike Tyson once? First of all, what era Mike Tyson? Second of all, I'm I'm just going to go butt plug because I don't want to get Yeah, it. that's an easy answer for me too. It's like get killed instantly or just <laughs> it's like, be mildly inconvenienced. <laughs> it's like the van of the island went all over again. It's like, <laughs> exactly. hey, do you not want to see people ever again or do you want to live in a van? <laughs> <laughs> do you want your skull destroyed or, yeah. or what? Yeah. Like it doesn't matter if it's Mike Tyson back then or now. He's still going to freaking like shatter my my entire life like jesus frankly i'm probably going butt plug against any professional boxer <laughs> like it doesn't matter what prof it doesn't have to be mike tyson like it could be about i any had to hold my i had to hold my breath there for a second based on what you were saying there like against any and i was like what <laughs> i'm wearing i'm wearing the butt plug in the van when i go <laughs> <laughs> well uh, done all right so uh, number five now that we're past that one would you rather cut your lawn with a pair of scissors or baby bird food into your partner's mouth what the hell is with these questions <laughs> um i don't know the baby bird thing doesn't seem that weird on the surface like i don't know it depends on how much food if it's just a little bit then i'd rather do that than waste my time with lawn scissors yeah this is where we might be a little divisive i'm going lawn all day just because just because you're outside and <laughs> you get to yeah but also i have i don't think i'm a germaphobe necessarily but yeah it, i i feel like if i had to do that i would end up throwing up a little bit which is even worse like yeah that's uh, that's worse yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I, i'd rather just do lawn and and spare my wife so <laughs> I like my lawn though. It is it is a small lawn. I, I I could I could be talked into doing that instead. I have an acre, um, and I probably would still. Oh Jesus God! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! But I don't know. That's just the other one. The alternative weirds me out a little bit. But would you rather listen to all episodes of the Drunk Friend podcast in a row, or watch all your YouTube videos in a row? 
I, I'm going to go ahead and say that my YouTube videos are your YouTube videos, Alex, since I don't have any. And I think that I would probably do Drunk Friend because I would be interested to hear the stories that you guys told three years ago. I think that would be fun. See, I'm definitely going YouTube videos because those are scripted. Those are written. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't want to hear myself drunk off my ass again because I got too anxious about a, a guest or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think some of those like, some of those classic episodes are funny as can be. I I haven't gone really? back to a lot okay. of them. Every I will. No, I will admit, I, I can't. Every once in a while, I do go back and listen to the Dan Hess episode just because that one's just. Oh, really the good. Dan Hess episode is wonderful. That, he was that was like a, just an amazing time. Like I remember like the day and like what I was doing that day. Like <laughs> I remember everything about that. Like that was such a pleasant time. That was I, that was one of those where you just shake your head and you're like, did that really just happen? Like. I love that guy. He's a lifelong fan here for sure. I know. That, it, super sweet dude, honestly. Like, just the coolest guy ever. But, uh, okay. We did the burger and Petey. Now let's do... Yeah. Would you rather never have another birthday celebrated or never celebrate Christmas? I... I'm not a... Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say I am probably throwing the birthday away because, honestly, I don't really celebrate... Unless it's like a, a round number... Since I was 21, I haven't really celebrated. I mean, you know, I'll hang out with my family and then that's it. But Christmas, like, I don't know. As a family, we always do things like I would. I like to go and hang out with my my dad and my brother and sister on Christmas. Whereas my birthday, it's like, meh, I, I could take or leave my birthday, honestly. Same. I don't really do anything on my birthday. And in fact, that's the whole point of the birthday is to not do anything, at yeah. least in my in my mind, is just like everybody gets to leave me alone because it's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> right. I get to do whatever I want. Um, but yeah, I would I, I can't believe I'm saying this because I've never been a huge fan of Christmas, but I really do like Christmas more uh, as I'm getting older just because um, uh, I guess being in New Mexico for 10 years now, it, it makes me miss, you know, snow in Minnesota. It's seen more as a novelty nowadays for me right. instead of instead of an annoyance, which it most certainly was at that time. But um, now I get to appreciate it as from a distance. And um, yeah, man, a few years ago, I went up for Christmas to my brother's and um, he had one of those like uh, garden hose ice rinks in his backyard um to skate on you know like just to play like yeah, boot hockey yeah. and man like it was probably like the temperature was probably like minus eight yeah and and i still have the scars on my um <laughs> my shins from from playing that but holy shit you can't those are that those are some of the like the all-time great memories of like th those are the th those memories of playing hockey with my my niece and nephew and my brother and uh my my now wife is there and oh it was just just the best freaking time you can't and it was because of christmas it wasn't because of my stupid birthday you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> like so so yeah i'm always gonna connotate christmas with with good things at from this point on i'm, I'm becoming an old softy i hate it i i want you to know that you you say it like it's a normal thing about you guys just going out and playing hockey in the yard, but that is the yeah. most Minnesota thing <laughs> I have ever heard in my come life. Come on, come I, on! You don't have you don't have you don't like flood your yard and just 
you, it doesn't and then get you build cold the, enough. Oh, consistently. Man. You know what I mean? You're you're quite a bit further north than me. I mean, it does get cold here. And yeah, every once in a while the field will flood and we'll have to get the horses in and stuff and make sure it doesn't freeze over, but uh you no. are, you are you are missing out big time on, on some it's the shittiest ice ever too. That's what makes it so fun cuz it's all lumpy and yeah. just just trash ice, but who cares cuz you're just kicking around a plastic ball or a plastic puck or something and it's so much fun. I, I and those scars are like a tattoo for me basically like I, i'll never get a tattoo but every time i look on the left side of my left shin i see those two marks and uh when i was playing goalie i was like use a rubber puck <laughs> shoot it as hard as you can garrett <laughs> speaking speaking of oh tattoo though uh nipple ring yeah. or foot tattoo what are you what are you up for <laughs> definitely foot tattoo because um uh I can't do needles in terms of like piercings. Yeah. Hell no. I am the same. And also, why would I want one nipple ring? Let's. (laughs) Wasn't that like a 90s thing? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I was nine years old in the 90s. So, but yeah, I would definitely go foot tattoo because you can be like, okay, you know, while it might last a little bit longer, you can be like, give me the smallest tattoo ever on my foot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's yeah. Give me. I, I I understand why they said foot tattoo too. Apparently, it's it's really painful I've, on the top of your foot. I've heard that as well, but you know, I'll get something. I'll get something small. Yeah, a little something small. Little bullet from Gungeon or something. But uh, <laughs> all right, and the final one. I think this one's very directed towards you, Alex. Kirby Puckett or Joe Mauer? Oh, Kirby Puckett. Ten times out of ten, he's got two rings. He's he's a World Series hero. Game six, come on, not even close. Although all due respect to Joe Maurer, though he is amazing. Uh, he he's a catcher, an everyday catcher who hits three sixty. Like that is <laughs> that is freaking crazy. Like it, he hit three sixty for like five years. Like that's insane. <laughs> it's funny. I was like, oh yeah, I know they're both really good, but you know, I I don't follow baseball as closely unless it's the Tigers, right? But I know how good Joe Maurer is. But I had to look him up before we came on here, and he is the only athlete to get athlete of like National Athlete of the Year in two different sports, which is absolutely yeah. wild. That's right. He could have gone to Florida State back in 2001. He would have been uh, the successor to Chris Winkie eventually. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, but he, yeah, isn't that nuts? He decided to go into baseball, though. He would have been great either way. I think he would have been like, he wouldn't have been a great quarterback, but he, he definitely would have been like NFL caliber. Yeah. Well, like, just, like he, he, had, he had the arm for sure. Yeah. Some people are just incredibly gifted and he's yeah. like anything that dude ever went and did, he would have excelled at and been better than everybody else in the room most of the time. Right. So you want, you want to know a crazy fact about St. Paul, Minnesota. That's where Joe Maurer's from. He's from St. Paul, also from St. Paul, Paul Molitor. He's also in the Hall of Fame. 3,000 hits. He has like 3,600 hits. Yeah. Also in the Hall of Fame, Jack Morris, Game 7 hero, Minnesota Twins World Series. Also in the Hall of Fame from St. Paul, Dave Winfield, multi-sport athlete, one of the all-time greats. Just crazy. St. Paul, Minnesota. Who would have thought? All these all-time great athletes. Ridiculous. And that's my hometown. 
Makes no sense. None of those guys are hockey players either, are they? <laughs> no, they're not. Which is wild. You'd think they all play, would have played hockey, but like. no. The the all the hockey dudes are from like way up north, so like War Road and like freaking International Falls and shit, like way up there. But uh, no, St. Paul, Minnesota is like a baseball hotbed for some reason. They got f- like three Hall of Famers and one guy who could be in the Hall of Fame one day. But anyway. Oh, we also have Trav's answers to these questions. I totally forgot about this. Yeah, no, that's my bad. I I spaced out. I was all worked up about the PD Star Trek thing, and I <laughs> forgot about this. Um. Anyway, let's let's recap the questions here. Remember, question one was stub toe or paper cut. Trav says, "I'm going to do my best Trav impression here." Paper cut. I think I had one paper cut my entire life, and it's because I was goofing around, not respecting paper like I should have been. My toes looked like they were ran over by a dump truck from all the middle si- middle of the night stubbing. <laughs> so yeah, Trav's, Trav's with us. Oh, that was the funniest back road Appalachian I've ever heard. He could have loved to hear that. <laughs> all right, let's see if I can do number two. Oh, that's funny. Uh, remember, number two is live in a van the rest of your life or live on a small island. You can never leave the rest of your life. Van, so I can get Taco Bell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm laughing so much at the accent. I love it. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing with the accent. Oh, I'm just great. trying to sound. I'm trying to sound like him. Uh, number three, relive 1994, and knowing what you know now, or experience 2054 for one week. Well, if I play my cards right, I'll see 2054 for a whole year. I'll never get a chance to see 94 again. Send me back. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> number four, wear a butt plug for a full day, or get punched by Mike Tyson once. I'll wear a butt plug for as long as Mike Tyson tells me to. <laughs> that one, that one's actually really funny. That is the most Trav thing ever right there. <laughs> that is 100%. Trav needs to work that into his act yeah, somehow. Seriously. That's that's, fan- that's fantastic. <laughs> Number five, cut your lawn with a pair of scissors or baby bird food into your partner's mouth. I'm always going to laugh saying that. And Trav says... It's not like they're baby booting, baby, baby booty. It's not like they're baby burning the food into my mouth. What's for dinner? That's what the funny. <laughs> oh, what a jackass. Oh, that's good. Jesus. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Number six, listen to all episodes of the Drunk Fred podcast in a row or watch all your YouTube videos in a row. And he says, Def- definitely watch the videos. It would take a lot less time for me, and I'm way less awkward on those. Well, not way, way less, but less. Yeah. And number seven, eat a Burger Champ burger or drink a cocktail by Petey. I don't think Burger Champ has ever made me a burger. He's made me all... <laughs> Why am I talking? <laughs> he's, made me lots of <laughs> he's made me lots of other delicious things, though. I'd love to try his burgers. Petey will get you fucked up. I stay away from her. Yeah. That is true. That is true. That is true story. She, she makes some strong drinks. That's for damn sure. Nope. Uh, never have another birthday celebrated or never celebrate Christmas. He says, let's get rid of Christmas. That day has so many scapegoats. Jesus, Santa family fuck it i want my own holiday and my birthday is the closest i get plus less mariah carey and then number nine nipple ring or foot tattoo he says i think foot tattoos are kind of sexy so one wouldn't look great on me nipple ring really trav's a nipple ring guy (laughs) i don't uh i could see it i would not have guessed that at all a closet nipple ring guy Oh, and then a, and then number ten, Kirby Pucker to Joe Maurer, he says nipple ring again. <laughs> that was that was a slap in your face. <laughs> uh. 
That's funny. Come on. All right. Well, anyway. Jeez. All right. So, moving on. Moving on. That was a a long segment. It was. All right. So, uh, Blackjack McDowell from Brandon. This is the next email from Brandon. It's titled Blackjack McDowell. Brandon. says, happy opening day of the 2024 baseball season, fellas. This is a first, Alex. The first time. The first time we've been ahead of it. Well, yeah. and we've, yeah, somebody has sent you something from the future. From the future, yeah. yeah. Right on. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I wonder I wonder who won the World Series. Probably not the Twins. <laughs> um, he says, I wanted to express my gratitude for your platform, which is the only place to talk about things I want to talk about. 90s ass stuff. Despite being in a pure group of people who grew up in the 90s, none of them are willing to engage in conversation conversation about Mark Gruzelonic or the Monday Night Wrestling Wars or Sim City. You guys hang with all those and I'm appreciative. I'm just appreciative that I remembered how to pronounce Mark Gruzelonic's last name. I read that and I was going to make you read this email no matter what. So <laughs> I don't know. How to say that. I you know, there there is a video on YouTube where um Harry Carey tries to pronounce Mark <laughs> Mark Gruzelonic Gru- Gurgalonica. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's pretty funny. Just uh, it's, all you got to do is is Harry Carey mispronunciation. YouTube, do yeah. it, folks. And then uh, the email continues. Two things. Since no one else will listen to me talk about him, I need to share my appreciation of Blackjack McDowell. By the way, great nickname. Black. Mm-hmm. His name is Jack McDowell, and he's Blackjack McDowell. Rolls right off the tongue. He says, uh, there's no, there's never been a cooler baseball player. He had a goatee before they really became a thing. That's true. That's true. He had a side band. That's true, too. I do kind of remember that. He flipped off Yankee Stadium when they <laughs> booed him during a bad performance. I do remember that, too. And he was really damn good. 93 Cy Young Award winner. Yet when people talk great players in the 90s, he rarely gets brought up. Side note, I'm 99% sure he was the pitcher who gave up Ken Griffey's winning run. He deserves some royalties. <laughs> um, he And that's all correct. He was. The thing is, though, is he's only really good in 93. Like, he was a good starter, but he was one of those guys that just, like, peaked one year, and then that was it. Yeah, so. yeah. But but he's right, though, that he was he had a moment where he was, like, kind of a badass player. The email continues here. I just needed to share my fondness of Blackjack. Perhaps you have a player like that who needs to be remembered. Bip Roberts? Chris Sabo? Do you have, like, a Red Wings player, Captain, that uh, you feel like needs some, my, needs some uh, love? Well, honestly, it's tough for me to name a Red Wings player because they all like through the 90s. If you were on the Red Wings, there's a solid shot that you're in the Hall of Famer or you're in the, you know, <laughs> that's be- true because they, yes. they won so much and they were all so good. And that team was just a super team. But I'm going to go Lions slash Buckeyes. And I can't remember if I ever brought him up before on this podcast. Oh, but I know who you're going. I my favorite football player of all time is Chris Spielman. Yep, and it's because I also played middle linebacker, and he's just tough dude. And also, I I know a guy. I went to school with a guy that was doing like community service work at the state at, at uh, the horseshoe one time after a game, and was like picking up trash and stuff. And Chris Bielman walked down, and he said he's just the nicest guy on the planet. Like you would not know him if if you didn't know who he was, you would never know who he was yeah, yeah. right so yeah i'm a huge chris spielman fan so yeah he's also an excellent um 
commentator for college football and has been for years and years. Like he's one of my favorites. He used to call with um was it Sean McDonough, I think, back in the like twenty tens, early like two thousands. Yeah. Like he always he always did like Big Ten games and he was always one of my favorites. Yeah, so. he, he did and, Lions games for a while on Fox and now yeah, for, for yeah. the NFL, yeah. Right. And now he's just in the in the booth for the Lions, right? I mean, he's whatever. Oh, player. okay. You're lucky, man. Like the, then you're lucky if you're get to, if you get to hear him cuz no, he's fan. I've He's not I'm sorry. He's in the press box, I should say. He's uh oh. he's like an employee of the Lions. I don't remember exactly what his title is, but he's like a player. Oh, damn. Yeah. He's he's working for him. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That makes sense cuz he's the brother of Rick Spielman, who yes. was the Vikings GM for many years, but yeah, I remember really. I I remember having Chris Spielman's rookie card oh, yeah. back in the day, and re- being honestly like really excited because I knew he was really good at Ohio State. But I guess my player would be Jeff Bagwell. He was my favorite player when I was a kid because, um, as much as I loved Griffey, um, everybody loved Griffey. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and right. every everybody also loved Frank Thomas. And Kirby Puckett, like all the all the twins, uh, it kind of went without saying that you were fans of them. I like Jeff Bagwell because he did everything well, but was kind of understated about it. You never heard about him. He was a great base runner. He was a great fielder. He was a great hitter. He hit for power. He hit for average. He stole 15, 20 bases a year. Like he was just a damn good player and you never heard about him. So I remember collecting all as many cards of his as I could when I was a kid and I felt like I hit the lottery when he won the MVP in 94 yeah because it's like I it felt like the most vindicating feeling ever because it's like I was right about this guy (laughs) yep you know what I mean that was such a cool feeling (laughs) so I'm always gonna have like uh you know fondness for Jeff Bagwell of all people I'm trying to think of a a more recent player that I don't feel like got enough credit, but I can't like, I guess I'm, I'm still pretty. And I think a lot of people are doing this now. I'm really high on Justin Fields still, even though a lot of people don't give him like, I still think Justin Fields is going to be a really good player in the NFL. He just doesn't, hasn't, even though he's on the bears. Well, right. I know he has to have some coaching. I think that's been part of his problem, (laughs) but uh, now he's got some talent (laughs) around him. So we'll see, but uh, he's still young too. I'm trying to think of like an older player that, Cole Beasley, I think he gets plenty of credit, but Cole Beasley went out there every single day for 14 years and got the crap kicked out of him on every single slant he he's, ran. He's one of those Wes Welker types yes, that gets cru- crushed over yep. the middle and just takes a ton of punishment. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I mean, I could go back as far as like guys like Herman Moore yeah. for, the, for the Detroit Lions, like Al Toon for the Jets, like guys that just took those huge hits from safeties like Ronnie Lott and... You know, they they just got crushed over the middle. And uh and not only that, but they landed on that like artificial turf, which is basically like yeah. a rug laid over concrete. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean much I, respect to those guys. A lot of people say that playing wide receiver is extremely glamorous, but not if you're playing in the slot. And not I mean, sometimes, oh, but no. man, you get your ugh, especially if you're I mean, you could yeah. get laid out by a linebacker, you know, depending on how yeah. shallow your route is and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Where was I? Oh, this email continues. Also, there's been a trend in movie trailers to have dark brooding covers on 90s songs like Smells Like Teen Spirit or Creep. 
What would be the funniest, most ridiculous song to hear in a slowed down cover on a trailer for something like Transformers Part 10? <laughs> My vote would be either Bad Touch by the Pull It Out Gang or Flagpole Sit Up by Harvey Danger. <laughs> um, and that's how the email ends. I don't know. Do you, do you have do you have a pick for that? I think uh, somebody once told me though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, has that been done yet? I mean, I yeah, it would it, be it a, needs to be. If, it's been in it's been in plenty of movies, I'm sure. But it would be the goofiest thing to have in a trailer for a movie like Transformers. Like that would be Oh, like a or like a in a Christopher Nolan movie, it's like a Hans Zimmer version <laughs> <Yeah>. of, <laughs> of of that song. Yeah. Yeah. That would be that would be pretty funny. <laughs> um I think th- somebody already uh I think it was Saturday Night Live already did this. They did like a super dramatic version of um the Joker trailer, but they they did it with the guy from uh Stranger Things uh for Oscar, Oscar the Grouch. Yeah. And and so they do the the Sesame Street theme done in that like super <laughs> dramatic, you know, tuned down five octaves, you know, deep sounding music and yeah, they, they I thought they did that better than <laughs> anything I could come up with, so yeah. 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 But I love I love your idea of uh <laughs> Smash Mouth. <laughs> freaking smash <laughs> just and I, and I want the I don't want to cover I want the original and I just want it tuned down just slow it down <laughs> <laughs> it's like these ridiculous like panned shots like crossfading <laughs> dramatic yeah yeah that's awesome all right. all right next email here difficulty and age and this is from our pal Ben hey there drunk friends what you drinking what you drinking Alex uh, Lagunitas, a little something, something, a smooth and silky wheat IPA. Nice. I'm drinking what? water. I meant to grab a Miller Lite, honestly, before this, but I kind of forgot. So that's where I'm at. But basically the same thing, though. Water. So. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm sipping on a Pliny the Elder from Russian River Brewery and figured I'd give a very late response to Alex's call for more emails from a few weeks back. Don't you hate when listeners write in with some inane opinion in, a, in place of an actual question, only looking to have a sad opinion validated? I can't stand that. Could you validate my opinion on this, please? No, I will not. <laughs> there you go. All right. Jokes aside, my actual topic is looking at game difficulty and accessibility in middle age. I'm no pro gamer, but I finally remember clawing my way tooth and nail through Ninja Gaiden 1 and 2, Battletoads, Mega Man 2, etc. back in the early 90s. I raged my way through Ninja Gaiden on Xbox in the early 2000s, beat my head against the wall in a number of FromSoft games, Souls Likes, and have done savage raiding in Final Fantasy 4, all of which is to say that I enjoy a good challenge. But of course, time marches on, responsibilities are thrust upon us, and adulting must take priority over hobbies. I have a massive backlog of games that I would love to play, but I no longer have the luxury or time to get good at every one of them. But so I've recently started to play at lower difficulty settings in games I'm interested in, but that I don't deem as top of the line must play experiences. 
At first, the bruising of my gamer pride was intense, but I eventually began to have quite a bit of fun with it. I find that the more options a game has to tailor its difficulty, the easier it is to find that sweet spot where it's not so easy that it feels unfulfilling and allows me to see more of the game for what it has to offer in less time and with less frustration. Have either of you done this? What are your thoughts on the increase of accessibility options in modern games? Or is NES hard the measure to which we must judge all games and therefore gamers? Are we forever doomed to be have strategically placed birds, bats, medusa heads send us careening over the precipice only to find <laughs> only to plummet into the oblivion below, which is most definitely not a metaphor for any midlife life crisis on my part. Thanks for the excellent yeah. content clearly here and on YouTube. Keep up the good work. Cheers. So for me personally, Ben, mm-hmm. I appreciate your opinion. Um, but I think you're just being kind of a wuss. <laughs> yeah, come on, make time. Make time. <laughs> I don't care if you have kids. Make time. <laughs> you're not beating the games properly unless you like <laughs> cut off all ties to your children That's and right. dedicate all the time you have in your life to beating Battletoads. You're not a real. You're not a real gamer if you're not playing. Not a real hard. gamer. Isn't that what matters in life? Right. But um, yeah. We should always mention when anybody brings up NES hard, like that's a completely artificial thing mm-hmm. that was made because of the way people rented games the, because of the rental market. Like that's it. Like you're, you're not supposed to be able to beat these games in one rental. It's the only reason it exists. It's not for because they expected you to, you know, it's people mythicize that for some reason. Yeah. And I, I, it's it's to build themselves up or I don't know. But it's ridiculous, and it it should probably stop because it's pretty stupid, it's, at least in my opinion. It's either for rental or purely bad design. Like, I, oh yeah, there's there's plenty of that. Yeah, I recently beat Dragon Quest Four for the DS, which had me interested because I've never really beaten any of those games, and I've never beaten a lot of RPGs. So I need to go. I'm trying to go back and beat some, right? But. Um, had me interested in the earlier ones, right? So Dragon Quest One is pretty brutal without a guide to my understanding. Ugh. And Dragon Quest 2 is like Dragon Quest 1 on steroids and it was kind of just because they <laughs> rushed it out from my like from what I've read and and heard it was made 9 months after the first one and I've heard the original NES version is ridiculously hard. Yeah. So, I mean it's just, you know, it's they're pushing games out as quickly as they could. They didn't QA test back then as well as they do now. They don't have nearly the team size that they do now to make sure they put the games through everything possible. So you got one guy playing this game to test it, and that guy just gets really good at it and then beats it, and then you push it out, and nobody else can beat it because, of course, they can't, right? That guy practiced for hours <laughs> and hours to beat that game. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly right. Yeah. It's... I'm not sure what else to add to that. That pretty much sums it up. Um, it's NES hard is just a, a, an artifact. It's, yeah. It goes back to, you know, it's it's an outdated thing. It existed for a specific reason back then, and it, and it wasn't because it was specifically designed to, to test your skill. It was to make money in, in a yep. certain way to to drive the rental market, to, draw, to make sure that you still bought games. So, yeah. yeah. It's uh. By the way, what do you think of Pliny the Elder from Russian River Brewery? I made a funny, fe- funny face when I heard that. <laughs> like, what the hell kind of a beer is that? That's 
very odd sounding. I'm if I'm getting something Russian, it's probably going to be vodka. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, give me some Kharkov, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and then uh, they say at the end of this email here. Uh, P.S. for Alex, by now I'm sure you've had plenty of time to digest the recent Hum album inlet. Thoughts? Yeah, got some thoughts. I think it's freaking awesome. I love that guitar sound. I love guitar rock. I love uh, the band Hum and their... They have a very specific sound that's... It's almost like that Eddie Van Halen 5150 cab uh, head. Just that whole setup, rather. not uh, That whole setup... It's like it's just got that completely overdriven guitar sound and they really lean into it. And it, I love that about them. They're one of my favorites. Um, I hope they do, do another album. I'm not counting on it because um, their drummer passed away, unfortunately. But yeah, their, their hum is, is like hook that stuff to my veins. One of my favorite bands. Yeah, that's cool. I've never listened to hum before, but... You... Do you remember? Do you remember the song? Uh, you're probably too young for this, but there was a song that was like, "You think she took the train to Mars? She's out back counting stars." I think so. Yeah, I th- the, I think they were I like a one-hit wonder in the '90s. Um, that was their big hit. Um, I loved that song because there's a breakdown in the middle of that song where they go into this like absolutely sick death metal riff that like. It's like, whoa, I was expecting like Nirvana, Kurt Cobain's <laughs> yeah. like power chord stuff. And these guys are busting out these like crazy riffs out of nowhere. But anyway, yeah. That, um, that's another, that's a good question for, for a drunk friend in the, in the future. Favorite one hit wonder bands. I, I'm going, I'm going, huh. Ram, I'm going Ram Jam. What is Ram Jam again? Whoa, Black Betty, Bam Bam, whoa. Oh, yes. <laughs> one of my favorite memes of all time. <laughs> The Pam Balam yeah. Facebook account. <laughs> oh man, I laughed so hard when I heard that. Um, boy, one hit wonders. I love uh, video killed the radio star. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a favorite. I every time I come across that song, I'm always always in on that. But otherwise, that's too hard of a question, man. I like. I need, I need like. I know there are a lot of people who probably like a lot more songs from them, but I only really know one song from Blind Melon. And I like that song. Yeah, yeah. And it is a great song. It is. Um, and did you know that uh, the singer of Blind Melon, Shannon Hoon, he sang on uh, Guns N' Roses' Use Your Illusion. Oh, really? He, <laughs> he sounds so impressed. I didn't know that. I, I'm, I'm blown away. I honestly did not know. <laughs> he, he sang with Axl Rose on uh, Don't Cry. He sings the extra high-pitched voice. On oh, that. really? song so it's like i know you cry like he's it's way up on the high register that's him i will have to check that out now that i know that that's pretty cool that by the way anybody listening if you've never seen the video for don't cry by by guns and roses go watch it it is the one of the funniest weirdest most bizarre videos you'll ever see in your life and shannon hoon is in that video as well you'll see him he's singing next to axel rose do it folks do it folks uh, anyway, real quickly, let's talk about what happened in 2017 since this is the 17th, 117th episode. What'd you do in 2017? I bought a house. Nice. Yeah. It was uh, 
one of the scariest things I've ever done. I'm sure you can relate. Oh, yes. It is, it's intimidating, yeah. I mean, you just have to put this massive chunk of money down on something that could probably break tomorrow. And then also, if it does break, you still are on the hook for mm-hmm. however much money in mortgage every single month and your escrow and tax. And it's just when you're... It, I don't even think it matters what age you are when you buy your first house. It's just really... It's a lot of commitment, you know? It's like you're getting into a relationship, and it's scary. So, And once stuff starts breaking, <laughs> yes, that's even more fun. Like I had my washer break last week. Yeah, so, I heard that. That's uh, terrible. We, we had, uh, yep, we just had our new one delivered today, and it works It's it works fine, but it's really freaking loud. Really? But uh, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, it's just we just got a cheap Whirlpool. Like, I don't want all these, like, extra electronics that, that'll just break anyway. Is like, it, I just want, like, a cheap Whirlpool. Is it a top loader? Yeah, of course. Does it have the agitator in it, or they they get rid of all those now? The thing in the middle? I, th- I think, yeah, it does have the... But you can remove it. Oh, I, w- I would want to keep it. I, I kind of like that about uh, the older style washers. Anyway, we're getting down to old people lane. Yeah, I'm telling you, like, my parents still have their original washer and dryer for, like, Maytag from, like, 1985. And I'm so so jealous of them. I'm like, please let me haul those on a rickety trailer all the way back down to Albuquerque. I want those. So they're so solid. There is, yeah, there is a new, I I think they've been around for a while, but like a boutique brand of washer is called a Speed Queen. And apparently they are amazing. They're like very old tech, but super reliable. So honestly, whenever my washer goes out, I will probably get one. I know they're expensive, oh, but, but yeah, probably they're probably it. they're probably high price. But seriously, we don't need a freaking motherboard on yeah, a washing right. machine. No, like come on, it, it'll, like it'll let's, break. I don't need I don't need Wi Fi mm-hmm. on a washing machine. Can I just like press a button and it washes clothes? Right, like Jesus. Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, the games that came out in 2017 are. I mean, Jesus, uh, yeah. you got Hollow Knight, you got What Remains of Edith Finch, you got Cuphead. Shout out to Caleb. Shout out to Caleb and his new book, yep. Suddenly I Was a Shark. Find it wherever good books are sold. And then we also have Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey, and Sonic Mania. You skipped you skipped Golf Story. I threw that one on. Oh, there. Golf Story. I didn't even notice I <laughs> skipped Golf Story. That was my bad. Golf Story is a lot of fun, too. I loved all the different settings and all the, the weird stories is really cool too but um what game sticks out to you on this list uh one of my favorite games of all time is hollow knight easily i yeah i remember just buying it because it goes on sale so regularly so i bought it for like seven dollars and fifty cents that's it goes on like 50 percent off because it's originally 15 dollars, which is absolutely wild but getting yeah. it getting it half off and playing it is just like how can they sell this game for yeah. anything less than thirty bucks, it is yeah an incredible it's top experience. of the line. Yes, it's the the amount of stuff in that game is crazy for the amount that they're asking. Yeah. Yes, the rare the rare instance where that's the case. But what remains of Edith Finch? You know, we we talk about Cable's book for that, but the, that was a seismic game. You know, like that was a huge hit in in terms of like how story can be told mm-hmm. in in th- through games. Yeah. So that was massive. It's amazing. Cuphead was Cuphead was massive because it was uh it brought old school 
quote unquote NES hard difficulty, but that's more organic because they're going for that, yeah. you know, by design instead of like, oh, we just want you, you know, they're the intent there is totally different. But outside of gameplay in Cuphead, the graphics are something you never could have imagined, especially from an indie studio. But oh, for sure, it, yeah, it's just it's amazing that they were able to yeah. do that. It's it's incredible. Yeah, it's it's out of a fever dream yeah. seriously like it's yeah. like it's it the fact that it looks like a bosco cartoon yes <laughs> it's like it's and wild. it's contra is just unbelievable to me yeah it makes you feel like you're playing a saturday morning cartoon 1952 like it's yeah it's, it's totally surreal yep. but golf story um i liked golf story that w- that was a fun one I, that's one of those games that i really liked but i'm not sure i would play again you know what i mean yeah once you have your fill of it it's yeah kind of done yeah i agree but it w- it was it was good though but breath of the wild i'm not a big open world guy are you i have actually never played breath of the wild or tears of the kingdom i would much prefer i'm also not a big open world guy but i would just prefer to play link's awakening again <laughs> i don't know like i yeah like i just like a condensed zelda I, I don't need to be able to go everywhere. It's 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 the same feeling for me with Elden Ring, even, right? I I would yep. personally rather play Dark Souls three all day than do the <laughs> Elden Ring thing. Like it's I just I want I don't want a hallway for my game. I don't want to walk one direction and not be able to turn around or go left or right. But I don't want to be so open that it's just I get completely destroyed by choice like i I just i don't know that's that's just me i am with you on that um i need structure and focus uh not necessarily to be handheld and told what to do yeah i just want a general idea of like what my expectations are you know what i mean so i like to feel like i'm going to be able to complete it you know (laughs) that's that's a good way of putting it yeah yeah like give me something give me a task to complete and it's like oh you go find your own task to complete it's like no Bring your task to me and I'll complete it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I will say, Alex, this is kind of funny hearing you say this coming from the Stardew Valley guy. Oh, come on. It's there's not, plenty to do in Stardew it's, Valley. It's not an open world, but there's a heck of a lot of things. Like, you could do whatever you want in that game, which is similar to an open world, you know? That's true, yeah. That is yeah. that is definitely true. I could go get drunk with Pam at the, <laughs> yeah. at the bar at Gus's place. She shows up at like 3 p.m., which is just freaking <laughs> hilarious. Like, yeah, we've all been there at least once. That's but, the reason yeah. I haven't been able to get super into that game or like uh, Harvest yeah. Moon or or those types of games because I just feel like they just don't ever end and I want to get to the end of it someday, you know. What other games stand out to you? What What do you think of uh, Mario Odyssey? Did I've, you play that? I've played little bits of it. It's, it's good. I, I think it's really good. I've just... Honestly, not a huge 3D Mario fan either. Um, I like 64, but I prefer 2D. I probably just sound old, but give me Super Mario 3. I'm good to go. I love that game so you're, much. You're, you're sounding older than me because yeah. <laughs> I, I, I played Mario Odyssey, uh, I think it was last fall when I first got my Switch. Man, I loved it i loved it i can't wait to revisit i i i'm waiting for enough time to pass so i can revisit it and so it can feel fresh again i love all the stuff on the moon that stuff was amazing that's amazing i love that um i just had so much fun with it the last level is just like chef's kiss like the the chase with bowser and it like goes to 2d and oh it's just like oh you guys you guys know what you're doing like 
Yeah, I need to give it another go for sure. It's it's worth finishing because the ending is really honestly so much fun. But um, are you a Sonic guy, Sonic Mania? I'm not, but I do think Sonic Mania is extremely significant because it's this guy that made a game without permission of Sega, and then Sega just gave him the keys, basically, which is awesome. Like, you're, okay, yeah, you pulled one over on us, but you're just good enough that it, it doesn't matter. Like, here you go. That's the dream, right? Yes. Like, hey, look how good I am. You You have no choice but to hire me. <laughs> and the best Sonic game in like 20 years was made by some dude that didn't work at Sega, which is... Isn't that amazing? Oh, I mean, that's fitting, though, too. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> that guy's like, I know you guys won't listen to what the fans want. I know what Sonic fans want because I'm a Sonic fan. So here you go. This is what Sonic fans want. And everybody's like, yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you win that yeah. round. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm not a big Sonic guy necessarily, but I do respect what Sonic does. I love the twitch control thing. Yeah. Um, it's it is addictive, but you have it's one it's a classic case of a game where you need to get into a zone and uh make sure you know the level layouts and what's coming and you know, it's one of those pick up and die kind of games where it's like at least it is for me. I don't know if it is for you, but yeah, no. Anytime I play Sonic, I always end up dying like 400 times, and then it's like, oh, okay, it's just a simple matter of boom, 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 boom. Right. And then I get it, yeah. I, I could see why like either speedrunners enjoy it or somebody who's played through the games a million times because then the, the feeling of speed is really fun because you know exactly when to hit every button, and then you're at the end of the level in five seconds, and it's like, yay, I know how to play this game. But I I kind of hate not knowing what's ahead of me. And so that's why I've always been a little bit turned off by Sonic because I've just, I guess I've never been in the mood to learn each level in Sonic yeah, games. Yeah. So I, I prefer a Mario, like a more plotting platformer where you can kind of be a little bit more careful. Now, the cor- the, cor- the correct terminology is deliberate. Deliberate. It's not pl- it's not plodding. It's it's very, it's methodical. Think of think of like a an Ohio State team working the fo- working the ball down the field. They're not they're not plodding. They are methodical. They're they're it's three yards at a time to to what's his name Henderson that uh, Travion freakishly fast ru- yeah that freakishly fast running back that you guys have now. Ohio State is not still in the nineties, Alex. They don't plod anymore. <laughs> They are slinging it, although we don't really know this year what Kyle McCord is going to do exactly at quarterback. But <laughs> the quarterback lineup for the last since, you know, 2010 ish has been pretty high caliber slinging the ball around, especially like yeah. Dwayne Haskins, 500 yeah. yards a game. Crazy. But uh, I, I do miss I do miss the old days where you got. Maurice Claret or, you know, Oh, I thought you're going to, I thought you're going to go back to Bobby Hoying. <laughs> I would, <laughs> no, you don't even know. Do you even know who Bobby Hoying is? He was, he, I was like 16 when Bobby Hoying was, was the quarterback at Ohio state. And he was, he was supposed to be good. And he was absolutely, he was absolutely horrible in the pros, but he was good at Ohio state. I was going after the Ohio state teams that would just hand off the ball every other down to, yeah to Eddie, Eddie George Eddie George yeah to Eddie George to Archie Griffin way back in the day Archie Griffin nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's that's our Ohio State Buckeyes football preview, folks. They're going to win nine games this year. Nine games. They better not win nine games. I think they're projected to, to, to take third or be third, which is totally fine with me. We don't we don't really know what that offense is going to be. Anyway, all right, everyone. That's been another Drunk Friend Podcast. Check out Polymedia Network for all of our shows. There's new episodes of Pollock Gill, Point and Drink Adventure, Uncle Doug's DVD bin, and IndieQuest. And special shout out for IndieQuest. Josh and I are playing a special game called A Space for the Unbound. So by the time this comes out, um, the next Wednesday will be our episode for that. So if anybody wants to check out that game, kind of play through it a little bit, and then listen to our episode, we're going to get into how the game works and everything, and then do a full spoilery review of it towards the end. Nice. So come, come check it out. Excellent. And also a special shout out to Point and Drink Adventure, Petey was just on this podcast. Uh, we are talking some Trek, but you can uh, hear more of her and Pam cannot be tamed at Point and Drink Adventure on the polymedianetwork.com website and just search Point and Drink Adventure on, on YouTube. You'll find her there too. And you can also send an email to our show if you want at drunkfriendpodcast at gmail.com. If you're not interested in sending us an email, that's not a big deal. Just give us a rating and review on a podcast app of your choice. That might help us out one day, big time. You can find us all on social media. We have a subreddit for our network, r slash polymedia, and an Instagram at polymedia network. For me, most places is at Captain Drachma. Alex is, of course, at Snestrunk, and Trav is at Trav Plays Games. Who? Trav. The track you hear was composed by our friend Coolor. It's called Electric Starbound, so you can find a link to more of his. You can find a link to more of his music on the Buzzsprout podcast page. Shout out to Josh Leslie for our thirst-quenching logo. I got stumbled before I could even get started. You got stage fright. I, I want to give it. Do I, I want to give it a go? I, you know, I just want to give it. Okay, one go, go ahead. So go ahead. The track you hear was composed by our friend Cooler and is called Electric Starbounce. You can find a link to it, more of his music on our Buzzsprout podcast page. Shout out to Josh Leslie for our course punching. Wow, dude, that is hard. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> I was a little nervous that time. Shout out to Josh Leslie <laughs> for our thirst quenching logo. All right. Perfect. All right. That was great. First, first try. Be sure to catch those guys on YouTube. And thanks for listening. Hey, have a great rest of your day, folks. Cheers. It's it, it it's the Josh Led jo, Josh It's it's Josh's name in general. I can say Josh all day and I can say Leslie all day, but it's when they put together it's cuz the sh, the sh and the s so it's Josh Leslie. Josh Leslie. Josh Leslie. <laughs>